Hi everyone, welcome back to Bible Made Easy. I'm your host, Brother George. Thanks for joining me. I'm sure you've heard the very sad news that Russia has invaded Ukraine. This is a disturbing turn of events that has sent shockwaves around the world. There are grave fears for the toll this will take on Ukraine in terms of death, destruction, and loss of freedom and self-determination for its citizens. What we've seen so far is just horrendous. I don't know much about Ukraine and its history, but here are a few facts about Ukraine that I've gathered. It's the second largest country in Europe by land mass. It has a population of over 40 million, with 88% of them being Christians. Ukraine was part of the Communist Soviet Union from 1922 until the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, and the region abandoned communism. Ukraine then became a sovereign nation with a democratic system of government. It's one of the poorest countries in Europe, but has vast fertile farmlands and is one of the largest grain exporters in the world. Russia has long wanted to reclaim at least certain parts of Ukraine that have large Russian-speaking populations and are under separatist control, and all of it, if possible, which it looks like it's trying to do now. And it looks like President Putin is justifying the invasion by citing NATO expansion in the region. Whatever the underlying reasons, Ukraine, like much of Eastern Europe, has a long and tragic history of political upheaval and military conflict, and it's just heartbreaking that they are going through this again after experiencing relatively peaceful times since independence from the Soviet Union. While the United Nations, NATO and powerful nations have so far limited their response to economic sanctions and refrained from getting directly involved militarily to defend the Ukrainians, many people are worried that a military response will occur, and if so, how far things will escalate. Others fear that if Russia is able to just march in and take Ukraine without suffering much in the way of military or other consequences, that China will be emboldened to take similar action and invade Taiwan, something it has wished it could do and threatened to do for decades but so far has held off. That would be a massive disaster for the Taiwanese and might also prompt the US and other nations to militarily intervene. Just the thought of these global nuclear superpowers coming into conflict over Ukraine, Taiwan or anywhere else is frightening. At times like these, many people wonder where God is in all this. What does he think of it? Why does he allow it? It's also easy to be overcome with fear and worry about what's going to happen. So what does he think of it? Well, of course he hates war and violence. He hates seeing his children suffer death, injury, destruction, aggression and oppression. It hurts and saddens him. The Bible says that war is the result of human sin. James 4, 1-2 says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. This passage puts the blame for war right in the human heart, pinpointing the reasons as covetousness and lust for power 
territory, control, and the like. And God is not in favor of such things. The last part of the passage which reads, Yet you do not have because you do not ask, tells us that the proper way to obtain what we need or want is to have a trusting relationship with God and to ask Him for those things, rather than warring and fighting to grab them off others. So why does God allow such evil? Well, I covered that subject in the last two episodes, Numbers 26 and 27, and you can listen to those if you like. A few things that we can be sure of, as I explained in those episodes, is that he must allow humankind to have free will and suffer its own consequences. That he is right with us in our times of fear and suffering, and that somehow he will turn this out for good, even if, at this stage, we can't see how. Most of us aren't geopolitical experts and hardly even understand why these things happen. But as worrying as the situation is, and as frightening the decisions and behavior of some leaders and nations is, it really helps to have faith in God, to trust that He is in ultimate control of things, and that we have no need to fear. I know that this is easy to say, especially for us who aren't directly involved, but it's a fact we must believe. Here are some scriptures that are encouraging and comforting to hold on to at these times. Isaiah 26.3 You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. John 14.27 Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Psalm 23, 4 Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 46, 1 and 2 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. And Psalm 27, 1-3 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, It is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. In this time of uncertainty, besides trusting and overcoming fear, we can be proactive and fight for peace with our prayers for the situation. In fact, The Bible urges us to pray for political leaders. In 1 Timothy 2, 1-2, the Apostle Paul instructs us, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful 
and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So that is what I'm going to do now. Please join me in prayer. Dear Lord, the Bible calls you the Prince of Peace, for this is your desire. You don't want war and bloodshed. Rather, it's your desire that all people live together peaceably. We put this disturbing Russian invasion of Ukraine into your hands. Whether Christian or not, all people are precious to you, and we ask you to intervene in some way and bring a quick and peaceful end to this conflict. Please somehow help President Putin to reverse his decision to invade. Help President Zelensky to respond wisely in protecting his people. You said, Blessed are the peacemakers. Please, give wisdom to other world leaders as they try to persuade the Russians to withdraw and encourage a peaceful resolution. Please comfort and heal the injured and the families of the dead. We pray that you will give the Ukrainian people great peace in place of fear. We thank you that you are in control and that somehow you will bring about good from this evil. You promised that if we ask anything in your name, you will do it. So we ask you that you answer our prayers and we thank you for answering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, everyone. Let's keep the people of Ukraine in our prayers. See you next time.